welcome. My name is Cassandra Short and welcome to my podcast. Hey, hey, thank you so much for joining me here. I want to welcome you to my podcast. Um, and I just wanted to ask a quick question. Have you heard of like those tower garden things and then looked into them and found out that they were crazy expensive and then it just became like a dream of something that maybe you want but just knew it was a little bit out of your reach or or just outside that reasonable range, right? So today I want to talk a little bit about my process in wanting to create something like that that works for my family. And so I am just going to invite you through the process of what I've learned and kind of how I'm going to do it. I had been posting some of this on social media in a few different places, and I kind of came to the conclusion, like there's just a bunch of information that I want to push together that helps this all make sense. And I think this is the most reasonable way to do it. So I hope you're willing to stick with me through this. Now, here's the other thing. If you're interested in building one of those tower gardens or something like that, or you know that friends are, I would love to invite you to share this podcast with your friends um, because I think this is something that we really need, especially after the year that we've all had, right? We're all doing everything that we can to just get that little bit of an advantage in life. So there were a couple things that I really needed to have ironed out so that I could make this work. One was that it needed to be within a reasonable price range. I'm not spending the $1,000 on one of those big tower things, right? And it's really easy to let it get away with yourself. The other thing is is that I need to build this in a way that my husband will not want to throw it in the garbage. Now, he is that guy that likes to have things looking nice. So I can't build like a, a super tacky looking thing. Like it's got to look good. And so those are kind of the criteria that I have been working with. So I did what every rational person does these days. Before I uh, decided to build something, I started Googling it. Now, uh, some of the notes for what I'm going to say to you today are on my website. It is www.cassandrashort.com. That's www.cassandrashort.com in the blog. So you can take a quick peek at it there. Um, but I learned that there are basically four types of these gardens. These are kind of the main ones. There is an aeroponic garden. And this is something you often see in greenhouses where they spray a vitamin-enriched water almost constantly on exposed roots of a plant. And they need to do this all the time so that they don't dry out. Now, this works great probably in a greenhouse setting, but in a home setting, maybe not so much. It seems very complicated to me. And you also have that added challenge of what if the power goes out? Could you imagine all of a sudden keeping this spray bottle going until the power comes back on? That just didn't quite work for me. So we kind of moved on from the aeroponic. Now we have this aquaponic garden. Now aquaponic is really, really cool because you don't have to buy the nutrients for your plants. 
Instead, you run the water through a fish tank, and the fish do what fish do. They put the bacteria and the nutrients in the water that the plants are going to take out of the water to go into the plants to give you really nutrient-dense food. And it just keeps recycling. So that is something one day I would really, really love to set up. And once you have the setup, your biggest expense is probably fish food, which is quite reasonable, right? But if you don't have it, um, there's a lot of pieces to put together. The third type is a hydroponic. And this is the term that you read most commonly. And there's two general different kinds of hydroponic systems. You have a drip system. And so you have a, a pump on a timer that drips water near the roots of the plants and it just drips on them uh, at different intervals. So you might want to set it for like 15 minutes every six hours and you want to make sure that you have really good drainage. Now you can either drain the water back into the system and reuse it or you can drain it away. If you drain the water back into the system, you do have to be aware that it will probably become more and more uh, acidic. The pH will start going off, and so you'll want to keep an eye on that and keep balancing that pH so that it's at the proper pH for your plants. The other way that you can do a hydroponic garden is more of a wick system. And with a wick system, you have like a tank of water and the plants on top. And you just kind of have a wick underneath that gets the water up to the plants. But eventually, the plants, they're smart, right? So those roots are just going to grow down and then live in the water. And it will just constantly be um, watering itself that way. Now, with both the wick and the hydroponic system, you also really want to make sure that um, you're getting the right nutrients for the plants that you have. And the water needs to be aerated. The more oxygen that you have in that water, the better the plants absorb that water. And that's kind of the other huge perk of building this hydroponic system, right? Is that the plants grow much faster. That's one of the huge draws. And the reason why these plants grow faster is because we took away the hard part for them. They don't have to build this incredible root system in order to survive. We, they're, they're not always looking for that because we are giving them exactly what they need right at the roots all the time. So once they have that good, solid bit of roots, they can just focus on growing and giving us food. So those are the basic kinds of systems. Now, again, I did put a little bit of information on all of these on my website. It's www.cassandrashort.com. That's www.cassandrashort.com. Okay, so now that we have a general idea of the different kinds of systems, and I also put some pictures on there because I really didn't do a great job of visualizing this for you. Um, but now came the part where I, I was kind of trying to decide what I want to do. 
So the easiest and probably the most cost-effective way to start is with a hydroponic wick system. And I mean, it can be as simple as going on to Amazon and getting like one of those kits where you just have like a container with some holes drilled in the top that you can just plant your uh, plants in. And you would just have them like in a growth medium. Now there's different kinds of growth mediums. You can have coconut core, you can have, uh, there's like this, this stone wool. You can have it in clay pellets. You could have it in gravel. There's all kinds of options, right? But the one thing that all of these hydroponic systems have in common is that they don't use dirt. There's no nutrients in whatever your growth medium is. You have to have nutrients coming in from somewhere. So the easiest being that wick system. You just, uh, you've got this container with some holes in the top. You want to make sure that the container is opaque, meaning that you can't see through it and that light can't get through it. Because if you get that extra light in there, it, uh, it, it starts growing algae. <laughs> While that's not necessarily bad for your plants, it's really disgusting looking and we want to keep this as clean and reasonable as possible, right? So um, you're going to put your plants in there and they will just grow. Their roots will continue to grow and eventually those roots will just drip right down into the water reservoir. But until the roots get to that point, you have a wick that's drawing the water up into your growth medium for the plant. One of the really helpful uh, growth mediums, I, I mean, I've seen people use sponge, but I really like that rock wool or stone wool or whatever you want to call it, that uh, it, it absorbs the water really well and it does a good job for this type of system. The other system that I am going to try is that drip system. And I actually already have all of my strawberry plants already started. And I'm going to do it with strawberry plants. And they even have specific nutrients that you can use for strawberry plants to give them more vitamins and minerals in there and to just really set them up to be delicious strawberries. And I made sure that they were non-GMO. Now, you can't really... I, I don't know if you can really honestly call anything grown in a hydroponic system organic because it is such an artificial system, but that doesn't mean that we can't put an effort to make sure that our, our food is still an incredibly high quality, right? So next came the big challenge of, okay, I want to build this drip system, but I don't want to have like all of these pipes running through my house. I don't want to have 10,000 containers all stacked together. Um, I just wasn't really sure how I wanted to do this, right? And so that's when you just start looking. And at first I had thought um, Ikea, because Ikea's got some of the best um, vases and containers that I could come up with, especially when you're looking for these opaque containers that the light can't get through. That was where I really ended up finding the best. But as I was searching, I came across some of these stackable planters, so you can have your plants all growing like in the stacking, the stackable container and then just wire your pump and your water up through it. 
And then I really wanted to recover the water because, you know, the other part to this is that you can actually have almost no water waste. We want to give our plants the very, very best, but we're also trying to not be wasteful as we do this, right? I, I'm trying to hit all of my bases as I design this, so I want the water to be recovered and reused. Yes, I know that means that I'm going to have to watch the pH very closely, um, because what, when your water is at the wrong pH for the plants, the plants, I guess, can't even absorb the water. You might be doing a really, really good job at watering them, but they just don't they just don't absorb it, and so they're actually drying out and they're dehydrating, and you can tell by looking at the leaves that the the plants are wilting, and you're trying to figure out what's wrong, right? Like, I know I watered this, so just by adding that little bit of extra water um, and watching that pH, you're going to make a huge difference in your plants. So, again, we came to this problem. Now, how am I going to drain this in? And you can buy systems. You know, they even have, like, stackable planters. I found one that was actually meant for building a hydroponic system. And, you know, clicking around. I found it on Amazon. If you click around, they have, like, the whole system built. Now, if I wanted to get it with the whole system, they wanted $200 for this thing, which is still significantly cheaper than the tower garden, which is close to $1,000, but um, still kind of defeating the purpose of what I wanted to do. So the planter itself costs about $35, but that leaves me with the, the next challenge of how am I going to get the water to drip out of it back into a reservoir? So the best idea I have come up with so far is just to get one of those big like Sterilite or Rubbermaid containers, drill some holes in the top, and I'm going to stick this thing right on top of it. So that's going to be my reservoir. It's going to have the pump inside of it. It's going to have the water aerator inside of it so that my water is staying very, very nice and oxygenated um, and everything can just drain back in there. I might have to put a couple boards across it on top because the top of the lid might not be strong enough to carry the weight of this thing. But I know the sides of the container would absolutely be strong enough. So that'll be fine. I haven't set this particular thing up yet. I've been collecting the different things because once I was like, okay, so this is what we're going to do. I got the pump. The pump has a, a half inch opening. So then came the challenge of getting the water from the pump, you got to get the right hose to get it up the system to get it to drip in the right place. And so I spent a lot of time hunting out the right adapters for the hoses and then getting different hose sizes because, you know, everything hydroponic apparently wants to be in a quarter inch hose, but my pump had an opening for a half inch hose. So then you got to get the adapters to make all that work. I don't have all of that posted on my blog yet, but I will. I'm going to um, just post links. I got a lot of it on Amazon, actually, um, and some of it at Menards, um, just to kind of show you how I built the system and where I got this stuff from. So the I, I do want to set up a WIC system as well. The WIC system, you know, I mean, you can just get the, the coconut, or not the coconut, the rock wool, and like a little 
uh, mesh container to hold it and a string. I mean, they've got kits like that for $25. For $25, you can set up a hydroponic garden. All you need is containers for water, right? And I even found a guy on somewhere in the internet who would just take empty two-liter bottles. So I had bought a couple of two-liter bottles. It was not hard to find a volunteer in my house to drink them. And uh, cut the top off and flip it upside down and just stick the rock wool in there with the, the wick. And that works fairly well, but it's not opaque. So that's where I came up with the Sterilite containers. Uh, you know, the, the big totes that I'm going to do with some of those. And the strawberries I'm definitely going to put in that stackable one. Because we're wanting to grow like food that we eat, right? So um, what about those vine plants? You know, we're looking at some tomatoes and some cucumbers. And those require more than just a container. They got to climb it. They got big. So that is basically where I am at with this garden. I am very excited. I hope you got some great insight there. Uh, feel free to leave whatever in the comments. And remember to get a copy of those notes if, if you're wanting to, to get started on something or just start dreaming up something that's going to work for you in your system. Also, please, I would love it if you share this with your friends. I think this will be really cool for all of us to just kind of work together and, and dream something real, you know, something that takes us out of the system. You know, one of the major reasons why I had started this was because I wanted to get fluoride out of my diet, out of my life. And you can drink all the distilled water you want but I know full well that when my plants are grown, wherever they're grown, that I'm buying them at the grocery store, they're not going to be filtering all that water with some expensive filter. They're going to be using tap water on it, right? We know that tap water has fluoride. So even in our fruit and vegetables, we're not getting away from that, that fluoride. And that's something that we can absolutely take back control of for ourselves, right? And it's not just fluoride in the water. They're putting all kinds of things in our water that we don't need to consume. So um, I guess the last thing I want to leave you with is as I've been building this is that I am using distilled water for my plants. One, because the water molecules in distilled water are more active and so the plants are going to get more out of it. The second reason is that I know that absolutely beyond the shadow of a doubt there is nothing extra there. So... I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Please share this and I will be back again with more updates. 